Hello and welcome to the Student Council, an educational advice podcast made for students and by students, where everybody is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak, and I am so incredibly excited to be joined by Ronnie Powell or DJ Truth. DJ Truth, thank you so much for being here. How you doing? What's been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Um, well, first off, thank you, Carter. I'm doing very well, very well. Um, my favorite five minutes, that's actually a crazy question. But I remember it was literally yesterday. It was um, with coaching. I coach at a, a fitness company and I had a brand new member in, in the class yesterday. And I'm a psycho when I coach. Like my energy is crazy and that's just part of who I am. I'm like super psycho. And apparently she, you know, when you're coming in a new class with a new person and a new teacher, a new instructor, you don't know what to expect. And yesterday was just one of my days where I was just actually extra psycho. And she just happened to catch me on in that psycho moment. And at the end of class, she came up to me. She was like, that treadmill block was everything for me. Thank you. But I remember the moment, like literally, literally the moments where I connected with her because I just wanted to anyway. And I was already in my psycho mode. So that definitely was my favorite five minutes, just connecting with her, being a new person, her experiencing me and it being actually authentic. It wasn't me just trying to be extra hype. That's just, I'm just that way anyway. So that was my favorite five minutes, man. That's a great five minutes. That's awesome. That's a great question. That's like a great question though. Thank you. It's a fun one. It's It's been around for like, like I was looking back recently because this was a show, we were talking before this about like the you know having like sometimes having an idea and then kind of like sometimes how time can kind of prevent you from acting on it and like this was one this was interestingly one of those ideas that it started as a very different show with some other people and then it fizzled out and then I kind of was like okay let's revamp it and I tried to do some pilots of it they didn't really kind of come out or I didn't really get like consistent with it until this year but like that was a question when I look back to the old like scripts that I'd written was there and I was like it's funny how long it's been around but I think I just like it for the alliteration. And it is a really fun thing to like think of this small amount of time that can be so meaningful. Yeah, it, it really is because it really it, it really makes you think. And then it actually makes you appreciate all the other moments because you got to be like, yo, which one trumped all the other moments I had this week? I think I, and I've never heard that question. I've seen tons of podcasts and I'm pretty sure it's probably somewhere in the world, but I've never come across it. So, yeah, keep keep that going. I love that. Will do. I hope. I hope there's some other ones in here. That'll be pretty fun. But thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you. I, I first discovered you on the big old jumbotron in the in the, uh, in the big house, <laughs> right? I've seen yeah. you just mm-hmm. absolutely having a, it seems like you're having a blast there at the, the Michigan versus Michigan State game. Mm-hmm. And you were the DJ. And I yes. before I want to get into that game in particular, I want to hear about like, how did you become a DJ? How did that path kind of go down? Because I don't think I've ever heard somebody's story getting into DJing. So, um, not to tell like the two hour version of how I became a DJ, but um, I actually started as an MC. So most DJs have what's called an MC. They have another person with them to hype up the party. Um, a lot of DJs don't do double duty or some of them specialize in one area more than the other. You have some DJs that do, that would do both. Like I would do both if I had a party or something, right? Um, but I started off as an MC for another DJ back in Michigan. His name is DJ Jules. And I started off as an MC and he kind of trained me. Um, he kind of trained my ear to music on key points, what works, what doesn't, what to say, how to talk in between measures when you talk, how not to talk over the key phrases of songs, things like that. So I became an MC and I gained some popularity from just being the guy on the mic that's being hype. 
you know, um, it, it became a time where um, Jules, the DJ, he was becoming very popular and he would get double booked and triple booked for events. And he had no one to do these other events. So he would come to me and say, hey, you think you could um, cover me? You think you could DJ an, an event? Um, I had no experience actually mixing music like on turntables, but I had experience with production, like producing music and creating music and editing music like that whole background was already um, in me. So long story short, it, it became a time where he was getting double booked and he knew at least I could get truth to go um, and cover for me in these other places. Whether I play good music or not, I knew how to talk on a microphone and I can make a bad song sound good or make a bad transition. I can make up for it with my personality. And that's how I kind of got into it. I sucked for a long time, man, but I made up for it with, I don't want to say antics, but I made up for it with just my personality. But I was learning on um, as I went, just learning as I went. And you do it long enough, all of a sudden it starts to make sense and it starts to click. Then you start to become um, somewhat good. But that's really how I started, just being an MC with another DJ. He got he got too booked, too popular, and he put the trust in me like, yo, here, get some equipment, go do it, whether pass or fail you gotta go do it and yeah so he gets the credit for you know um pushing me just pushing me out there some what we, we what were we just talking about sometimes you just gotta do it yeah and that's how i started exactly you've just got to do it and you kind of just have to like you gotta accept the fact you're gonna suck at it a little bit and i think it's yeah. like or, that you're gonna learn through it like you know when we were talking a little before this like my first podcast and it, yeah i started it within like less than a week it was it's like right. i go back and listen to it and like it's a bad episode <laughs> like right, yeah right, right. but and but then i like went back and i listened to like episode 40 of that show and i was like oh we got okay. good at this like we figured some yeah. things out and so i think you're right I think the process of learning too is so important. That was always how like in club and kind of other things like that, like I just would show up for the first time, like for the beginning part, I just watch everything, what everybody was doing and like learn the process okay. that way. And then, and then eventually it just kind of becomes another, it's a natural thing. Like, absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's really cool. How old like were you at this point? Like, was this a, you know, when like I, when I started to MC, um, I was 19. Yeah, I was 19. So the club we were in, it was yeah, it was 18 and up. So I was 19 when I became an MC. And what happens is when you MC at 19 years old, the first thing, um, you're more popular than the DJ because people don't really see the DJ. They're used to the guy on the mic. They just hear the music. So the DJ is kind of in the background. Unfortunately, it's that way. The DJ is kind of just like in the background, basically providing <laughs> everything that we need for the night. But the MC... It's kind of like the person who stands out because they're on the microphone, they're engaging with everybody, they're talking to everybody. And you really didn't approach the DJ back then. If you needed a song play, you tell the MC and the MC goes to tell the DJ. Um, so yeah, I was like 19. I was yeah, I was about 19. And it was great because it was like you're a 19 year old kid and everyone knows you and you get to control the party. So it was like it was a gift in itself, you know, you just excited to be there. So that's kind of where my crazy hypeness became because I you had it was it was my job to do that and it just became normal to me. So I normalized being hype all the time. It's true. It's fun. I I love that. I've done like I've not done like proper MC work. I hosted a couple pep rallies senior year of high school and okay. did like 
announcing for basketball games but like the amount of fun that i had from that especially when you have a good audience or a good crowd oh, or yeah. something it's the best thing in the world like so it is it, truly it, such a fun experience yeah you can't you can't beat it you can't beat it just having that crowd and having the power to control the crowd that's the best thing about it for me that was the best thing about um being at the game i'm like yo you know i like i have the power to control people you know i was asked uh, i did a uh, um a DJ thing for this for this medical company and they said what's literally the best thing about being a DJ and I was like well because the DJ has a superpower he can control you and I mean that like I can literally I can decide if you're gonna have a good night or a bad night by what I'm doing and that's like <laughs> that's a real power luckily I always want you to have a good night it is that is a real power yeah. do you find any pressure from that are you like no. so no so the only time I get pressure honestly the only thing that pressures me in DJing is, and this is going to sound so, so small, but it's pressure to me. It's when someone comes up to me and requests a song and I don't have the song and then I have to download it. And I tell the person, yes, I'll play it. It's pressure because number one, I have to go look for the song. It doesn't just magically appear. I have to go find it. I have to go make sure, depending on where I'm at, I have to make sure it's the clean version. So I have to double check the song. So I'll pull up the lyric version of it to make sure and they're not about to yell out the B word in the middle of the song or something. Um, then you have the internet, you have technology. Sometimes technology isn't working and your download is, it, it takes 10 minutes. The pressure is the person you told, yes, becomes like a security guard or a stalker to you because they're waiting for you. They will come back and ask you. It's just so much pressure Yeah. that, and it's so random, but it's something I think about. That's the only thing I'm worried about at the night. If someone requests the song that I don't have and then I have then I tell them I'll play it I'm like please let me let this just go smooth it's been times where I went to find a song went to download it whatever the download site had a virus shut the computer down right in the middle of it so it's no. so much pressure I, yeah yeah it's so much yeah. pressure man it's yeah it's like it's so small and most people wouldn't think of it, but DJs know. DJ DJs really know about that because you're sitting there waiting and like finally when you get it, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. Like, let me hit play so I can make this person happy. Other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing bothers me, nothing rattles me. And that's not just being that's not like being cocky about it. Just I don't know. I don't get nervous about anything like that. Yeah, that's nice. I think that the skill of kind of being able to like not worry about things and kind of let things go and be like like not let everything super grand is so like it's truly i think something that can change your life or oh, like man. when you can internalize it like on some level nothing mm -hmm. matters all that much like absolutely it's a superpower no absolutely i completely man i completely agree it is literally it, it, it can it's a superpower like you said absolutely yeah so i want to talk a little bit more specifically michigan versus michigan state in that game like okay what's your prep like when you found out like okay that this is the game i'm going to be djing like what was your thought process into that how did you kind of like prepare for it what were you what was kind of going through your head as you were doing that game like did you was everything so, i guess like scripted like not scripted but kind of pre-played or was there a little bit of like why don't i throw this in here because this seems like no. the right vibe so i don't script anything that's one of my things um and it could be it could be like a bad thing for me, but I have to, I literally have to 
do it randomly. I have to I have to see the moment. I have to feel the moment. I'm I know my library well enough. I'm one of one of those DJs that knows his library of his music well enough to uh, you can give me 10 seconds and be like find something that works for this moment. In 10 seconds it doesn't matter. My Rolodex gets the thing I'm like oh I got you. So um I don't pre-plan anything um but I will as the game's going on. Like as the game's going on, I can be like all right, the next break I get this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. I'll pre-plan it like that, but doing it before I get there or at home thinking about it. Nah, I won't do that. But yeah, going through it, I was just looking around. I was in front of the student section. So I'm listening to them. Um, I'm looking at the band. I'm seeing, oh, that group over there, they like to chant there. They like to chant. Let's do something where they can sing along. Oh, the, the, um, what's, what is it? The dance team was just in front of me and their, their dance leader or whoever came over and said, we love what you're doing. So the next song I'm going to play actually is going to be just for them. It's going to be something that'll keep them engaged and keep them happy. So it's it's people reading, even though there's a hundred over a hundred thousand people in there, but you're people reading, you're listening to what's going on. Um, it's Michigan. I wanted to I really wanted to do something where I played um a song that would have worked for Michigan and Michigan State. I actually wanted to play something for from a local artist, but I didn't have the time um to do it the way I wanted to do it. But next year I'm definitely doing it. For sure. Yeah, that was it was so cool. I'm curious because it's such I I didn't realize how new of a tradition it was like the whole mm. mr brightside phenomenon in the u of m student <laughs> section like uh, what's your take on that like is that yeah. something that's normally in your repertoire is that no like... so so the song is in my repertoire um i have it and typically i don't have to play it. i may have played mr brightside this year um in this year, maybe I would say maybe less than 10 times. Every now and then someone will, someone will request it. I know it's a big song that um, people sing. I know that I knew that anyway. I didn't know it was a Michigan thing that they loved it like that. But I've played it places and watched everyone sing it. You know, I've seen drunk people go crazy to it, you know, so but I did not know it was a Michigan thing that they would love, love until um until I got there. Really yeah. until I got there. Um, yeah. And and you know, throughout the time coming before I got there, you have people reaching out to me saying, Yo, you should play this. You like I didn't know Pump 'em Up was a Michigan hit like that. So yeah. um, you know, students were reaching out. I had some buddies reaching out from up there, um, just like, yo, make sure you play this, make sure you play this. Because honestly, that's something you have to do. Like if I was going to DJ and let's just say Philadelphia, right? The first thing my due diligence is to know what's the hot song here because it can be completely different somewhere else. You got to know your demographic. You got to know where you're going. And um, you also got to make sure that it's not the opposing side song, you know? So yeah. I don't want to try to get the crowd hype and, this, and me not knowing this is a song for Michigan State. Like this is a song that Michigan State loves and now all of a sudden I'm getting booed. So you got to know. So Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. There's certainly that kind of research element to it and making sure that yeah you know you know your audience but it's so important do you Absolutely. have a do you have a go-to though do you have a favorite song that you just always love to slip in there if you can or is it really super variant on the audience yeah, the biggest <laughs> um i do have a song that gets reaction every time i play it no matter where 
Um, and it, it literally doesn't matter where I play it because people don't hear it too often, but it's believe it or not. And I don't know. You might not know this song. You may know this song, but it's a song from the 90s called Tootsie Roll. This song gets this song is a, it was a hit in the 90s. But every time you play it, um, it gives nostalgia to, let's say, our parents or even if they didn't like the song, they know the beginning of it and it and it makes them. I don't know. It does something. But it. I've never I've never played it and people didn't like it like every time i play it people are like what he's playing tootsie roll that's so interesting i don't yes. know if i've like i well, thought yeah, i would recognize so, it oh it's but... not from your it's not from your generation so you wouldn't no. really know. your parents have heard it they know it trust me they know it. <laughs> but it's from a, a group called uh who does tootsie roll i think it's 90 i think it's the group is called 95 south okay. but it starts off and say the butterfly uh-uh that's oh let me see you tootsie roll and it has like a dance so it's Basically, it's a call and response song, and call and response songs are the biggest songs for DJs. I bet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my go-to when times are hard and I'm struggling and I can't get anyone to move. Oh, Tootsie Roll will get you to move. That's awesome. More on that. Do you have like a favorite playlist or or like a like? Can we? Can I listen to any? Like, do you have playlists out there on Spotify? Like, even your own music? Like, where can we find that? Yes. So I make playlists like like actual mixes. Um, I, I make actual mixes and upload them. So I upload them on SoundCloud okay. um, and I upload them on a fitness app called Rock My Run. So okay. most of the playlists is the playlist I make. Um, I typically make them for fitness, like for fitness classes. It's all the same songs, you know, and like, but I've kind of catered them, catered them to um, fitness classes, meaning it's a little faster than what you would normally hear. Um, so it's all the same songs, you know, but it's just a little faster and, and they're a little shorter because I'm constantly mixing from song to song to song. So it's not like I'm playing four minutes of one song, then it fades off into the next song. No, you might get one minute of this song and then it's mixed into the next song, into the next song. It just keeps going. But definitely SoundCloud. Um, if you just type in down with DJ Truth, like, yo, I'm down with him. Down with DJ Truth, one word. I got tons of them up there. Um, Rock My Run, the same thing, down with DJ Truth. Um, I don't have a favorite playlist. I just listen to whatever's on. Like, I don't have a typical go-to one. Um, yeah, I don't really have a favorite, but I got tons of them out there. Um, and then along with music that I've created, if you go on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, you type in DJ Truth. Um, so that i've created will pop up so that's so cool and i will everything listener wise this will all be linked in the description too so you can just go click on all the links but totally totally go check all that out i'm very excited to check all that out so that's awesome thank you thank you yeah i want to i want to talk about we've been talking kind of about you know fitness and things like that i want to really get into that though so so you are a fitness coach and i'm you know this podcast is very college student centric do you think that like what is your perspective on like fitness in college students and kind of the busy lifestyle of that and like do you just have any like good fitness advice anything like that absolutely so well absolutely um the older you get, your metabolism will slow down. It's something that you can't defeat. You can't defeat. Um, my advice to college students, number one, go through your experience, like experience it, experience it. Don't put so much. Um, it, you have a busy lifestyle, right? You have you have a lot of stress. Um, and, uh, and I know we tell you, you need to be physically fit, but you need to be mentally strong first. You have to be mentally strong because if you're not mentally strong, 
Um, it's almost impossible to get physically fit because you won't have to commit. You won't commit to it. You won't commit to it. Um, you won't do, you won't take the proper steps. Becoming physically fit is somewhat of a science because you could burn the same amount of calories walking to class that you will in a, in a fitness class. It's just, it's more of a science to it. So, um, to college students, all of you, you got to be mentally strong first before before you even believe into committing to the physical side because you're you you're exercising every day anyway. The moment you stand up, the moment you wake up, you're moving, you're burning calories. But get, mentally, especially when you got so much going on, get that mental side in check. Make sure you can commit to the things you're doing. If you can't commit to class, don't go commit to a fitness class. If you can't commit to your studies, don't go commit to a fitness class. You need, you got to check that first and really put yourself in check and hold yourself accountable. Now, to those that can hold them, themselves accountable, 1000%, definitely get definitely get in the gym, whether you own a membership, whether you you work out walking around outside, whether um, you're just going with buddies in someone's house or garage. Um, the key to it is just being consistent with it and fitting it into your schedule. Sometimes we think that fitness has to be this long drawn, drawn out thing where, oh, um, I'm going to work out an hour here and an hour this day and an hour this day. And then sometimes that gets tough to do. Yo, I do 10 minute workouts at home, 10 minutes, 10 minute workouts where I don't, I don't break between the 10 minutes, but that's my workout for the day. And it's just as effective. And for a college student who doesn't have the time, those are things that you can do. You can do 10 minute um, circuit workouts, 10 minute strength workouts, and they are effective, especially if you're if you're doing them every day or every other day, you're just staying consistent with your schedule. You will start to see the change. One thousand percent that I can promise you, promise you, promise you. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that. It, 10 minute workouts can absolutely be powerful. I have definitely felt absolutely destroyed after a 10 minute workout, um, which is yes. <laughs> crazy. It's really fun. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful, like at least at U of M, and I feel like probably at a lot of other college campuses, there's a lot of great free like you know gym gyms to go mm -hmm. to where you just show your student id which is awesome and like one thing because i would you know things would get busy i tried to consistently i have a little whiteboard and i try to keep like a uh -huh. a streak of like just doing like a one minute plank every day at least starting there but like yes. just as some little piece of like okay like i can do this i can take a minute out of this right if i'm like let's say i'm doing homework and i hit like a, a block and my like mentally i'm like okay Let's go like do a little plank, get like some, some endorphins, get some blood rushing again and come back to things. And I feel like it's helped a lot. I've definitely noticed like I'm significantly less shaky than when I started, which is very okay. nice. So like, and that's just, and hopefully, you know, like I hope that maybe that can lead to me doing other stuff where I usually do it to like finish out a workout and stuff. But like, even if I'm so busy, I can't get anything else in that day. It's at least nice to get something like that in and slowly build from there. And, and that's perfect. And exactly what you just said by you saying, I'm starting to notice that I'm less shaky. That's everything. You're starting to notice you will start to see the change as long as you continue to do it. Sometimes we want rapid change. We want rapid results. We want to get a six pack in a month. It doesn't work that way. It just no. does not. I mean, there's surgeries that I can do that. But if you're going to the gym, it doesn't work that way. But if you stay consistent, my mom always says this, the time is going to pass anyway. Whether you do it or not, time is going to pass. So you might as well do it. Because let's just say you, you want to lose, I don't know, let's just say you want to lose 30 pounds and you're like, 
I'm not losing it fast enough. Well, the time is going to pass anyway, whether it's a month, a year, six months, whatever, it's going to pass anyway. So you might as well just do it and stay consistent with it. And then you'll get the results um, more sooner than later. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I took that mentality in COVID. I think like that was kind of the first period where I was able to like, because I had the time on my hands, I was able like, you know, and to have like the, the, the ability to focus on it. Like I was able to focus a lot more on like building healthy habits mentally, physically, okay. like getting outside. I went on a lot of hiking trails and stuff, which, nice. and then I like, and I fell in love with it. You know, it was something like, I think initially I was probably not super jazzed about it, but I eventually like now, I, now I miss it. Now I miss like, now you, you know, my it? trails at home and I'm like, Oh, like I want to go back and do these things again. And, and find some stuff around Ann Arbor but it, it is truly like and that was the mentality I'm like well it's like COVID's not gonna be leaving anytime soon so I might <laughs> exactly. as well try and so you might as well are you no I was gonna say are you um born and raised in Michigan not born and raised in Michigan I was born in northern Virginia and I lived oh, there okay. until between seventh and eighth grade and then I moved okay. to Michigan so I've been here like I was more on the west coast than Ann Arbor but then I was okay. but I've been in Michigan for the last five years now which is nice. wild okay. how about how about you it was like you were born in Michigan and then born like, and raised yeah, yeah. Born, born and raised in Michigan grew up in Detroit um but yeah born and raised I live in Florida now I moved to Florida um during COVID during COVID like I can't say the end of COVID but the end of 2020 20 is when I came down here to Florida. So I've been down here. Um, it made two years in October. It made two years like right around Halloween. So a week ago. Very cool. Yep. You loving it there? Like, do you really enjoy it? I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Um, it was, a, I'm not gonna say it was scary, but I came here, you know, not knowing much about Florida and not really being established here um, as far as in my career, like I didn't know any other DJs or anything like that, or I didn't, I wasn't even a fitness coach, you know? Um, but I got here and I just started being crazy. <laughs> I started being, <laughs> I'm just tired. You just started to see me and keep, and I stayed in people's face and stayed active and, and, um, always a man of my word, always show up. If I say I'm going to be there, I will be there. I will be there on time. And that's just who I am and just kept doing it, keep doing it. And I'm still doing it. And it's starting to, I'm starting to see it grow more and more. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's that consistency element of it, isn't it? Like it truly is. Absolutely. I, I want to say as well. So like on your Instagram, it says you're a world traveler, which is very, very cool. And I'm <laughs> yes. curious, like first I'm curious, kind of what draws you to just really traveling and stuff. And then you have any like memorable locations that you've been to just really cool experiences that have stuck with you. Yeah. So as a DJ, so as a DJ, um, I've been a traveling DJ for the last four years. Um, so the if you look on my shirt, there's this little symbol. This is a company that I um, I actually coach for them now with fitness, but they started my traveling. This is how people got to know me. So I go to these locations and I DJ inside these classes and um, the place is called Orange Theory. So I travel around to different locations all around um all around the united states there's over like 1500 locations or something like that and i'm i would always be in a different location like every two weeks i was at a new place in a new state over and over i recently slowed down the traveling just because i started coaching and i, I needed to traveling twice a month for over four years is tough on your body it was tough the first year let alone three more years of doing it so i just slowed it down a little bit um 
But my favorite place that I've been to, um, so one of my favorite places is up in the Boston area. The people are just so good. Um, but on the other side of the spectrum, on the other end of the world, and I, I hate to say, believe it or not, no disrespect to anybody from Utah, but Utah, <laughs> I just didn't expect for Utah to be like a cool place. And Utah was such a cool place. So yeah. no disrespect to anybody from Utah, but we don't think y'all, we don't, I don't, I, coming into it, I was like, huh, Utah. But no, yes, Utah is great. And they have the nicest airport I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen tons of airports. That's really cool. It looks cool. like their airport. If you ever go to Utah, when you fly into their airport, you, you're you going to think you're in another, you're on another planet. It's like you're in Disneyland or something. It's just, it's unbelievable. Wow. I, I did yeah. not know that. I will yeah, have to I, check that out. Yes, it's by far. It's, I'm pretty sure it's the nicest airport in the world. I'm pretty sure there's no airport better than that. But also, I haven't been to every airport, you know. But from the hundreds I've been in, Utah is 10 out of 10 easily. Very cool. That's yeah, fun. And, and it takes you forever to get out. <laughs> like, you're going to walk a 5K to get out of the Utah airport from where you're, depending on where your plane lands. You, it's easily a 5K, three miles. Dang. That's great. Airports are always deceptively big. Yeah. I'm like, this is such a grand operation whenever I go to an airport. There's oh, so yeah, much absolutely. happening. Oh, it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. Airports need reality shows because it's so much going on, like fights. Um, it's just everything. But yeah, airports yeah. are wild. I would love an airport reality show. That's a that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, I always say that I go I fly into the Atlanta airport all the time and I'm like, Atlanta Airport, y'all need a reality show. It is, <laughs> it is, it is everything you want any and any any and everything you want to see happens in an Atlanta airport. Trust Amazing. Me. I do, I do. Um, I want to ask you a couple of uh, the questions I love to ask everybody here because I just love all of their responses. The first one, it's kind of a two for one type question and, and you can give either both answers. You can give one or the other. The first okay. question is like basically this pass it on question. Like if you received a piece of advice from somebody that you basically want to to share again and kind of continue that cycle, either it can, this can be a different question entirely. I also always love people's like kind of ultimate tips, like the grand kind of just tip for somebody either living life, going into college, like all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I got something. Yeah, that was passed on to me. That I would love to pass on. Um, You have to do the work. There's no way around it. Like you there's no way around whatever whatever you want to do there's no shortcut to it it's not possible even if you get there in a fast time it was still no shortcut to it um you have to do the work no matter what um and you will be thankful that you did the work because what happens in the process of of growth no matter no matter what you're doing whether you're an nba player whether you're a doctor whether you are i don't know an audio engineer if you do the work if you you do the proper work, the steps to get there, you learn so much more that will help you throughout the journey because we what we tend to forget is that the destination that the, there's really no destination because once we get there we always want something else once we get there we always want something else so becoming a music producer I never in a million years thought I would stop producing music and become a DJ but once I got to producing I'm like oh hmm what happens if I DJ? After DJing, while well, even though I'm DJing, I never thought in a million years I would be a fitness coach. But the DJing put me in front of um in front of fitness influentials and put me in that in that spectrum. And all of a sudden, 
I'm a fitness coach. Now my job as a fitness coach is to is to provide motivation, um, motivation basically, really, and and how to work out properly. But this also makes me somewhat of a motivational speaker, you know. So in the journey, do the work because you never know where you will end up. So, but if you always do the work, then you'll com- be completely fine. You'll be completely fine. Always do the work because you never know where the destination will lead you, and there's really no destination. It's just on to the next you you check a box and guess what another one pops up you're all, so that's my that's my advice to people always just just do the work it's easier that way shortcuts take too long you think you it's just not worth it. Just do the work and it will happen. I can get, I can promise it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I love that piece of advice. I always, I think sometimes I'm always a little bit skeptical when people kind of go into this like giving out cheat code territory because I just don't always, I don't, I, I'm with you. Like, I think that you kind of need to put in, I think to get to the real places and get there in the right ways, like, yeah, it takes a lot of effort and stuff. And I think that it's important to do that kind of work. I think it builds a solid foundation too. When you talk, when we, you know, we talk about like, we're going to go, yeah, you get to like one spot and then it kind of leads you to another thing and there's always another box to check right when you kind of start on like stable ground with that like if you're putting in the effort to get to point a and then mm-hmm. doing the same thing for point b like it's nice to have i feel like you pull a lot more from those experiences and i think that you can it just it really is a good thing to have that strong backing yeah because you just learn you learn so much through the experiences and you learn so many little micro things that you can use in other situations and that's what it's all about just learning those little micro things i remember and, and I'm I am not like an electrician, but I remember um installing like a ceiling fan. Not, not a ceiling fan, actually this light in my room. And I could have hired somebody to do it, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go on YouTube and learn how to do it. But in that process, learning how to do that, I learned how to um switch out the breaker in my breaker box. It was just the little micro things that happened. We had a huge storm here, um, a hurricane here um, last month. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people lost their homes and things like that. And one lady um, from, our, from my area, she didn't realize that her breaker box was the reason her power wasn't on. And I was like, had, had you checked your breakers? And she was like, no. I was like, make sure you check your breakers because they may have gotten flicked when the storm hit. I saw her the very next day. She said, my power actually probably has been on for a week and I didn't check my breaker. Thank you for telling me that. But if I had never installed that fan, I would have never even thought about that. And I, I, it would have never crossed my mind. But that's what I'm saying. The destination for that was to install the fan. But what happened in that process, I just helped somebody cut their power on who didn't have power because they didn't check a breaker. Yeah. You know, it's all the little small things on the way to the destination. You know, it's all about that for me. You're absolutely right. Wow. Yeah, it's truly like, I love all the little, yeah, the little things that come from this, all the small stuff that you have kind of learned and being able to like to use and all that. I recently, a group of friends and I were going to enter into this kind of like, I think like short film competition, essentially like this week, which I'm really excited for. But awesome. It's been funny because I've been like, you've been talking about it. And I have over the last two years of doing podcast work, like I've had a lot of like, you know, I've found like, okay, what are the best places to get like, you know, random music tracks or random like, you know, I need the sound of a door opening and closing like, and so it's kind of interesting, I can pull all these different pieces together. And like, I, I never would have considered myself like inherently, let's say just say like artistic or whatever, like, I have a, a drawing from like, kindergarten where like the teacher wrote in red ink like you know this kid doesn't color inside the lines which like I feel like we're supposed to encourage that but that's just me um but it was like over the course of kind of doing podcast work 
I was like, okay, you know, when I would need, like, initially when they started with the original logos, it was like we had a whole team, which was really great. I really appreciated, like, you know, having those people there. But then as people got busy, I'm like, okay, I can kind of start working on logos and fiddling with stuff. And and as mm-hmm. I got to do that, like, I kind of became decent at, like, graphic, like, not... It's like I'm good at doing a lot of the like kind of graphic design work that isn't like drawing things necessarily, but I can do I can work on arranging stuff. I can play with colors. I can play with like adding different backgrounds. And it's like a skill I never really expected myself to learn. I thought that I would come off of. But now I like last night we were talking about this film group thing. I was just like kind of for the heck of it designing a logo and we like kind of pulled a neat looking logo for the project. So it was kind of fun to like have that skill. And that's all the, and, and, and again, that's all the little micro things that we learn in the process to the destination. And we start to pick up on these other things, man. So, yo, it, I think it's awesome that you, you picked up on that and, you know, and that just cuts out. <laughs> you're not needing another person to, you're not having to put a responsibility on another human for something else, you know? So, yeah, it's true. I, I want to ask you another question. I've, I've been building kind of a student council. They like a, just kind of a school life survival playlist. And I think I will be adding Tootsie Roll to the playlist as well. But I'm curious, <laughs> do you have any other suggestions for that kind of playlist for like, you know, a, just like a musical survival guide is kind of what I've described it as like, you know, a compilation of songs that have gotten people through experiences of life or that have really they've really just enjoyed. Yeah. So um, there's a Carrie Underwood song called Champion. Um, and it's really motivational. Most people, if you heard it, you know, it It features a rapper named Ludacris. Um, but it's her just it's her saying that you're a champion i've been working my whole life for these moments um that's a great song it's a great motivational piece um that pushes people through things and then you have then you have songs that people don't know they're really motivational but but we also know they're motivational so there's a song by a rapper um named duro he's from dallas he's from years ago early 2000s rapper but he has a song called get big it's a hip-hop song and it sounds like he's bragging because he's saying get big. But what he's really saying is go after what you want, get what you want. He's just using his lingo on it, you know. Um, but there are so many of those. I could send you, you know what? I could send you a link. I can, I could send not not a link. I could send you a Spotify playlist with tons of those because I got tons of those kind of songs, man. That that'll help people. Um, and every but you got to understand it's different for everybody because music is selective. So get big to me motivates me but it may not motivate you it may not motivate this other person it may not like mr Brightside won't make me sing mm-hmm. right but that doesn't make it a bad song right, right. because that doesn't mean it's a bad song because it can make other people sing so um it's subjective you know it's all subjective that that if i could do if i could say like if I could change the world, I would make the world understand like how subjective music is and there's no such thing as bad music because no. it's all an opinion. It's all an opinion. And whose you're, opinion is right, whose is wrong. It does that's that they cancel each other out. You're absolutely right. And I love that. And I think that's I love the playlist, honestly, for that reason, because it is such an eclectic playlist. It has uh-huh. so many different artists on there, so many different covers and stuff. And like it, it is something funny because I can look through some of the songs and it can pull like common threads, right? Just for because they're all kind of coming from people in this like college experience but i do uh, love just like how broad and kind of how diverse it is and i think that makes it a really fun thing yeah that's awesome no <laughs> yeah i've got the last question here before i want to get into to plugs and sharing and this has just been such a great episode okay i just want to ask like what would you tell yourself let's say like from four years ago kind of going back because i always you know I, i'd love to hear just like going back in time that much like what would you 
go back and tell your past self past self hmm kind of okay i would tell my i would tell my past self something we said earlier that the time will pass the time will the time is gonna pass anyway so what you're doing now stick exactly to it four years ago yeah i had i had i was still a dj four years ago i had a different vision of how i wanted to dj and i think i got frustrated with the process of what i wanted to do and just stopped now when i look at it i'm like i should have just stayed there just stayed on that path because the time is gonna pass anyway and now i'm i'm basically restarting it over four years ago i wanted to be a stadium dj i wanted to dj in college stadiums, NFL, NFL stadiums, um, NBA arenas. Um, and that was my plan. That was my goal. That was, I was going to put all my eggs in, in that basket and make it happen. And I got offered something and then I got it taken away. So it kind of, it kind of threw me off track and I was like, Oh, never mind, And I don't want to do that. And I never thought about it ever again. Um, from that moment. And then I started to manifest it, started to think about it again. Um, which was maybe a year ago. I just started putting the idea in my head. And then again, these opportunities start to come. And I wish that I had just stuck with it then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would tell myself from then, yo, just stick to it. Continue what you're doing. Continue who you are. Continue doing what you're doing. And, uh, and be patient. Just be patient because the time is going to pass anyway. So now um, that's where I'm headed. That's where I'm headed now, transitioning into a stadium DJ because I've done every other kind of DJing anyway. So transitioning into a stadium DJ is my next thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that I am so excited for that. Already I can, I've from firsthand seen how awesome a stadium DJ you are and I have no doubt that you will continue to find great success on that path. That is very cool. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'd love to, this has been kind of the last of the interview. I'm so thankful for you to come on. I wanna ask again, where can people find you? What do you want them to go find about you and how to just get in touch now? Yeah, so if you look if, on all social media platforms, it's down with DJ Truth. Again, it's like I'm down with with DJ Truth. I'm down with him. So any social media platform, it doesn't matter whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever, um, down with DJ Truth. That's how you find me. Um, if you're looking for me, I'm active. I'm somewhat active. Um, some some weeks I'm more active than other weeks, but I have a lot going on. Like I have tons of content, but again. I'm doing some quote unquote rebranding, some rebranding right now. I like to share my experiences. I think sharing my experiences um, can help motivate others to to see that you can you can do what you want to do. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I do whatever I want to do. I there's nothing that I that I want that I don't get because I just claim it. And I'm like, you know what, it's gonna happen, and it always happens. So I want to share that side with other people, with you as well. Whatever you see, whatever you see, whatever you want to accomplish, you can do it. If one person can walk on the moon every person can walk on the moon so so yeah i just want to share it so sharing my content again wherever you find me i'm sharing content of what i'm doing um in a positive light and i'm reach out to me i reach back i'm not a weird acting person i'm not one of those people at all yeah it was so cool i feel like it was super quick when i like just reached out and you immediately replied back and i'm like this is amazing so 
Yeah, yeah it's great. Some people act like they're so busy with time and like, oh, like what? Yo, of course, I I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm yeah. not that person. I can't do it. I'll be like, yo, I can't do it right now. But other than that, no, reach out. I'll reach back. It is great. I love it. Thank you so much. Everything will be linked in the description too. So you can get easy access to all of that. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Student Council. I have been Carter Dvorak. That has been Ronnie Powell, a.k.a. DJ Truth. Do you have any other final words for us, DJ Truth? Any other things you want to say? No, I just want to say to you, Carter, thank you, man. Continue doing what you're doing. Um, I love what you're doing. It's under a positive light. The students need it. It doesn't matter if you have one play or a zillion plays. Continue to do what you're doing. I would love to see the growth in it. Thank you. I'm excited right. for it. You too. Thank you so much for coming on. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm, you're doing some awesome stuff. So. Thank you, brother. You will see me again back at the big house. And if you guys don't see me back at the big house, go riot. All right. <laughs> trying will to do. make it happen. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We will absolutely make it happen. Thank Listener, you, if you want to find our show, um, our Instagram is at StucoPod. Our email is StucoPod at gmail.com. Send us all your suggestions, all your feedback, anything I want to hear from you. So I'm wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors and all just your endeavors in general. The Student Council is adjourned.